Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Instant time after the biggest game this podcast had to watch in 2021. That's right. A 7-3 win for Gerwin Price over Gary. Oh, that's not what we're talking about, the World Darts Championship Final. We're talking about ravens Bengals. We're talking about ravens Bengals. Thanks, game of this look like. What are you doing? But I know what we're talking oh, about. ravens Bengals, 38-3. <laughs> a playoff berth secured uh, for the Baltimore football Ravens in, a, in an easy win. Just, a, a just couldn't have been an easier win for the Birds today. Coming in, firing on all cylinders into the playoffs. The Bengals are terrible. The Ravens are good. We are now watching the 4 o'clock games. I'm sure all Ravens fans are to see who they will play, including RDT's Titans, who it looks like will be the Ravens matchup next week in a rematch of last year. So I'll throw it to you, Banks, after you got your internet issues uh, under control over there at, uh, <laughs> at Barstool Banks HQ. Uh, what would you think of this one? Uh, that was a scene there before kick. Um, I was losing my mind. Not sure if I was going to be able to. This is not just the internet, like it's a cable, like I would have had to figure out, like leave the city, go to a bar, watch a game or just watch on my phone. I don't know. But the game was awesome. It was as stress-free as I hoped it'd be. Um, I don't think anybody got hurt, really. Um, that's a bonus. And obviously we punched the tickets, what it's all about, which is why I kind of, the look wasn't like, ah, Taylor, you schmuck, you doing a whole darts joke thing. It was more of like, <laughs> Do your darts thing after a week eight win against Cincinnati, not after a week 17 win where we make the playoffs. We're punching <laughs> tickets here. We're punching tickets. We're going to the dance. Festivist time. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm all fired up, man. I was, you know, I, I try to keep the vibes positive here, but um, there was some gloom and doom there for a few weeks in, in the middle of the season where things were starting to go sideways. And um, the, you got to look at that game in Cleveland. I mean, that's the turning point, but, not just from a narrative and momentum standpoint, but that win is the reason why we're in the position we're in. We're in the dance because we had to win that game and that's how it went. And we took care of business the rest of the way. And um, we knew that the team today that we were playing was not going to be one that should give us much uh, trouble. And we went out there and executed and then some. I think why I'm not even coming in with that excitement is because I think I was just celebrating it two hours ago at halftime of this True. game because yeah. this game has been over was over forever this game was um, over the second that um zach taylor kicked that field goal before half yes fourth and one that was ball game i mean that is just loser ball at its best so he, they, they were ready to get out of here and call it a year and uh you know we we had no problem with that i think it was over when they punted with like 13 minutes left on their side of the field the Bengals. It was like, why even, why do you even, why not just go for it? You got nothing else to play for. Um, but I've never seen a team not want to be somewhere as much as the Bengals did not want to be on that field today. It was, again, it was, it was like the second that the, the, the whistle, you know, the whistle blew. It was like, all right, this, this game is done here. Let's, let's kind of just move on. And there wasn't really much scoreboard watching early on because again kind of knew that if the Ravens won they were in so like Mark Andrews last week you didn't have to do that but now obviously everyone is dialed into these uh these four o'clock games it was so funny Adam Archuleta who is the color commentator today did the the classic commentator thing like this has got to be the drive where the Bengals he tried get so it going. <laughs> At least, I think he did it four times in the first half. I think he did it on the first Bengals offensive drive. Like they got the ball second down. He's like, the Bengals have got to start it up here because in the back of his head, 
in the back of his head. And as your TV analyst, you're trying to keep people interested in watching the game. And I, he was trying to will not through no, no bias or any upsetness, I think from a Ravens perspective, but he was clearly trying to be like, I really would like to watch a more interesting game here. Could the Bengals please figure this out? <laughs> and, and when they, when they were punting and kicking the field goal, you could just hear the exasperation in his voice. Like, why am I like, can I hit the flight home at halftime and Catalan can call the rest of the game? because there was just nothing more really f- for there to be said. Uh, and, and you feel for the Bengals. I mean, what a, what a just double whammy uh, with the T Higgins hammy yeah. blow and the OPI. I mean, you could have called the game over right there. You know, they go behind the sticks and then punt and the Ravens come back and score a touchdown. The, the Ravens were unbelievable on the ground today. Historically unbelievable. 404 yards they were just on the Super Bowl era record banks. They were tw- like 20 yards away from the overall NFL record, stretching back to like 1934 in rushing yards for a game. J.K. Dobbins looks looks tremendous. 13 carries for 160 yeah. yards, two touchdowns. I, you know, we were we were talking about before we came on. I was saying the one person I wouldn't want to see right now, or I, maybe I was texting to somebody, is is Derrick Henry. I think opposing teams don't want to see J.K. Dobbins right now. And obviously, you have Lamar and Gus, who are both awesome both average over five yards of carry, but J.K. Dobbins is almost doing the reverse of what a rookie does. Normally you come in hot for the first 10 games mm-hmm. and then you run out of steam. He has flipped it. He is, he sort of was inching his way into the season. And now over the past four to five weeks, since getting the keys to the car. Yeah. Has looked like a pro bowl running back. Yeah. I think I would imagine you didn't read the blog I posted when the game ended because you were watching the darts, which is, you know, totally fair, but correct. Uh, I made a pretty similar point that, um, you know, we were all kind of kicking and screaming, wanting JK Dobbins to get more carry and get more run early in the year. And we were probably right to do that. But I think we're seeing signs of a guy who has a lot of gas in his tank right now and still has a lot carrying into the playoffs. And that's gotta be a scary thing for, for playoff teams to see. Um, and I, I don't think that at all that that was by design, but um, it's a byproduct of the Ravens having kind of played it along with the with the Mark Ingram thing and, and not giving J.K. Dobbins the carries. And it certainly seems like he is if he's not the, the, the one running back at this point, he's one A and, and Gus is one B. Uh, it's definitely those two are head and shoulders above Ingram and, the, and obviously Justice Hill at this point. Um, with the nudge for sure being trending towards Dobbins, if not completely JK Dobbins job at this point. I mean, the first snap of the game, Gus Edwards is out there, but I think we know, especially with the way he's been running, he's been getting into rhythm week in a week out. Um, and really the whole run game is, I mean, like you said, we had our stats department here at exit 52 podcast scrambled in the fourth quarter, doing some, uh, doing some searching and looking at some statistics when it came to the rushing yards, both for the game and for the season. Uh, the Ravens actually became the fourth team to surpass 3000 yards as a team in the Super Bowl era, which is, um, I mean, they were starting to creep close to their number from last season. And I think that that is kind of the narrative to take, take out of the way that they've played the last few weeks is that the Ravens from 2019 very much still exist, And they're very much playing like, like they did for that hot run that they had last year. Um, there are some different pieces in place. Um, hopefully some lessons learned. Um, but ultimately I thought after the loss last season against Tennessee, I wanted to run it back with what we had. I just think that the game that they played was, was mostly, um, I mean, the Titan, the Titans, like they executed the hell out of what they were doing. They played a hell of a game and you got to give them all kinds of credit for the game they played back in January. 
and the Ravens had everything that they could have possibly do wrong. They did wrong. And I think if they just replay that game eight, eight or nine times out of 10, the Ravens still win that game against Tennessee. And we just happened to catch the one game that it didn't go our way. So, I mean, I'll go to the grave feeling that, and that was my, my, my thoughts going into the off season. And for the most part, the Ravens pretty much ran back what they had. And I'm, I'm just really excited to get the same team, a similar team back in the dance and run it back and give ourselves a shot at the thing. I mean, those are all the reasons that, again, I've said publicly, privately, that I'm terrified of playing the Ravens <laughs> again. Like that's a, And I even tweeted it today. I think I tweeted it in like the first quarter. Like, oh, it looks like we're getting Ravens-Titans for the third time in less than 14 months. And I think people thought that I was like shit-talking. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm being completely – like, I don't want that. Like, I'm <laughs> terrified right now. Because I can't again, stand like, what you're doing right now. I can't. Stand no, this and I'm not. No, I'm this is not a bit. It. It's not a bit. Um, I don't think it's a bit either. And I, I wish it was to a degree, but no bit, sir. It's uh, almost more upsetting how authentic you are saying it. I think I'd rather it be a bit. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see it morph into one. You're, but he's um, starting to smug a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just watching football on a Sunday and just you know smiling. But I'm looking. <laughs> And like to, to kind of three to three back. between the Titans and Texans, an yeah, absolute you know. slobber knocker here. Um, but I'm just I'm looking at J.K. Dobbins like touches. I mean his carries. He didn't have double digits until the first Steeler game for double digit carries till the first Steeler game, and then every game after that except for the New England game, he's had double digits. So I mean, and and like you said, Banks, I, it doesn't seem like it. That was their game plan at the beginning of the year. It's not like they were like, hey, you know, J.K., we're gonna give you. Less than eight, nine carries going into every game. And then the second half, we're going to ramp it up. Um, it just happened organically. And it seems like it's, I mean, it, he's peaking at the right time. And again, he's got those fresh legs. He's got gas in the gas tank. Um, I mean, he, he's just running the ball really well. Same thing with Gus Edwards, I feel like. I mean, I, it looked like he was just coated in butter today. And the guys <laughs> were just falling off him. They, 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 they just couldn't get Same him down week. on the first. Uh, yeah, I mean, and he's just, they, they both have looked really good. And, Obviously, we know how Lamar has been since he came back from uh, his his COVID miss game, and I mean that may have been a blessing in disguise. Almost is that yeah. that it seemed like that kind of your computer screwing up and it's and it's running a lot, and you just unplug it, let it sit for a minute, and you plug it back in, and you're you're running right back at full strength. I mean he's he's looked awesome since then. Um, how many passing attempts did he have today? Like thir- was he eighteen? Ten for eighteen. Three and a half. Three touches and a pick. I mean, that's perfect too. Like, like yeah. if he's ten, for, if he's ten for eighteen, they're winning ninety-eight percent of those games. If he, if he's attempting that many passes or that that little amount of passes, and again, the running game was unreal today. Um, the, again, like I said, the game is over. I didn't watch a lot of it because I was like, this, this game is done. Like, there's no need to. It it feels like this was the season where Ravens games where you're not going to remember a whole heck of a lot of them in five years. This this game today, there was not a ton to pay attention to in the second half. Um, we know we have no Tyler Huntley analysis on this show. There's, there's just not much to say. We're just not going to do it. Just not going to do it. He came in with two minutes left in the third quarter. That's how early that the Ravens, I mean, it was 31 to three. Historically, we've seen the Ravens pull Lamar, maybe a score or later or, or like further along in the game. And, and for this game, like they just knew it was that over. That's just how like benign the Bengals were today. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think, to, to touch quickly back on the running game, Arch, Archuleta once again made, a, I think, an interesting point about Dobbins and the other dimension he brings in terms of it, with these 
you know, I guess two guys with, with Ingram kind of being on the outside looking in with the touches is Dobbins has more speed to get to the outside. So he makes that decision on the, on the, uh, on the option with Lamar, where Lamar can take the ball up the middle. And we've seen him score on that play three times this year, three or four times um, on long runs, much less, you know, in the red zone. If you, if you choose that and Dobbins gets the edge and he beats the guy to the edge, which he's going to do with his speed, that's a really hard play to stop for, for opposing teams. And when that gets you in front of the sticks, that allows the Ravens to just really kind of work on anything there. In terms of Lamar in the air, I mean, once again, our guy, Hollywood Brown, um, drops one in the first half. That was a great throw from Lamar. And a good job by Hollywood by the defense. The ball to Miles Boykin was perfect. Lamar did not have much to do in the air today. No Willie Sneed today, which you can tell when Willie Sneed's not in there. It just takes away a little bit of a security blanket away. And mm-hmm. the Ravens will definitely hope he's back next week. And then I, I don't even know what to take defensively out of this game because of how bad this Bengals team is. I, I, once there's no T. Higgins, there wasn't a lot for the Ravens to do. I mean, they dominated. I mean, Brandon Allen, poor Brandon Allen, was 6 yeah. for 21 for 48 and two picks. God bless Travion Williams. He came in, had a 55-yard run, got 74 yards. The, the They did nothing through the air. A.J. Um, Green shut out, right? Yeah. It, it could yeah, be the end he, of his Bengals career. could be the end of his Six Bengals targets, career. Six targets, no catches. Uh, shout out to uh, former Raven Josh Bynes, who had a pretty good game. He had 10 tackles. But uh, other a lot that, of tackles we made there. Yeah, a lot of tackles <laughs> we made seven yards down the field in, in, in the running game. <laughs> yep. um, and you're like right. It. You made the quick point about Gus Edwards, RDT. It's just consistency. He's just the same guy every single week, break the first tackle, falls forward. Just he's very good on those first downs to allow the Ravens to kind of do what they want in those second and five, second and four, second and threes. He's sort of the one that kind of gets them to that point a lot of the time. And you, you know what? Um, I've liked you know him. What? I just like him. They're kind of reminding me of is, and again, not obviously not to that degree, but they're kind of the Chris, Chris Johnson. I, again, not with the speed, but the Chris Don, Johnson and Lendell White, that little smash and dash where it's like, you got Gus who can run over you and he'll get four or five yards if, you know, if needed. And then you got the speedy outside guy who can, who can cut it outside and, and is, you know, a weapon that way. Yeah. So, yeah. and again, and then it's like, Oh, by the way, factor in the greatest Russian quarterback ever. And it's like, well, going to have a pretty damn think good. That uh, Lamar is actually like, the Chris, Chris Johnson, Johnson there. Okay. I crazy. Like that's just like, obviously I don't know that there's been anybody in football save maybe Tyreek Hill as fast as Chris Johnson, but like, yeah, just that's ex- the fact that he's a quarterback. He, like, Oh, by the way, he can throw for three touchdowns. And, you know, I think he's ending the year on 26 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Pretty damn good year for Lamar. Pretty damn good. It just, it just depends down year. So if you want to go th- all three of them, smash dash and slash or smash dash Ooh. and gash and then who do you want to give Ooh. gash or slash to and who do you want to give dash to obviously oh smash God. is gus but you could give slash or slash was cordell dash to lamar it's a little bit of a tough quandary i think you give dash to lamar you give slash to uh to I, I agree i think i think dobbins is Yes, he does have the speed, but he is an all-around talent. He has. He everything. just picks. I mean, there is. I mean, we've said this. I think a couple weeks. I think you said it first. Thanks. Uh, there is so much Ray Rice in his game. Yeah, just in the way he with picks a little through, more speed, with yeah. a little more speed, and probably a little more natural talent. That long touchdown run today looked very similar to the one that he that Ray Rice had in New England to kick off the uh, first. Uh, I believe it was the 0-9 wild card round. That, like yeah, first long, very similar, like same side of the field, off, you know, right off the tackle there, and just beat 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 the other guys to the to the goal line, and 
with the way that the the you were kind of talking about it earlier, and I I think about this every week, but I was really thinking about it this week with um, Dobbins just kind of breaking some for those twenty to twenty five yard runs that he has. The way that the the middle linebackers just have to respect that handoff or that that run up the middle by Lamar means that Dobbins will run between the the receiver on the end and the line and go untouched for the first eight or nine yards, if not more. And it really becomes a race of angles to the sideline. And um, it's just, it's just a free 20 yards. It's just schemed up out of respect for Lamar Jackson. It's, it, there's just, it's just like such a complementary of skills and talents that the Ravens have on offense right now. It's, well, it's it almost becomes a question of whether it's a seven yard gain, he steps out of bounds or if he 70. gets the edge enough or a 25 to 30 yard. Right. Game. And then it's, if he really, and then if he really beats the secondary and then the field, then it's a long game. And it has everything to do like, with how long that linebacker stays in the middle. And just like how long he respects Lamar before he's like, Oh shit, I got to go chase the play. Cause a lot of times when you're running to the, when you run to the sideline like that, it's not, it's like they set the edge and it's a two yard gain or they, you get enough and it's a seven and the Ravens are playing a different ball game. You, as you said, it's an, it's untouched past the line of scrimmage. And then it's just a question of whether he can turn the ball back up the field. Yeah. Uh, it's very, I mean, the run, I mean, when you run for 404 yards in an NFL game, you, you're, you're, <laughs> kind of op- you're, you're kind of operating a different level. And, and, and then the other thing is this, I mean, the Lamar scrambling is just fully back. I, it's, it's unstoppable right now. Yeah. And it's this Bengals team. I mean, we talked about how they couldn't stop the run and they could not stop the run. They yeah. had absolutely no shot. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens when the Ravens play a better team. Now, if the Ravens play the Titans, I mean, we saw what the Packers did to the Titans on Sunday night a few weeks ago in the run game where A.J. Dillon and my guy Aaron Jones kind of did whatever they wanted RDT. At this point, that's a major concern for them if they play a Ravens team that really looks like they're controlling the ball in the run game. It almost feels like the Ravens need to just go stay back in basics and not try to, you know, get crazy because it's the playoffs and just kind of stick to what they do because the Titans have not shown the ability to stop that aspect of the game the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. They, um, and like people have kind of not people, but more like, you know, the analysts and guys talking about the game is they not clown on the Titans, but if the Titans were down, I mean, they were doing it in the Ravens game a little bit as Derrick Henry just ripped off a 52 I was about to run. say, and that's the other side of it. That was my Ravens fifth pump earlier. The Ravens have to worry about this absolute freaking truck of a man. <laughs> but, um, you know, the Titans, credit to them, even when they're down, and again, we saw it in the, the Titans-Ravens game earlier this year, if they're down 10, they're still going to run the ball or, yep. you know, they're going to establish that. And people were, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but it's like, the, the fans were doing that and the, the Ravens fans were doing that last January in the playoff game saying, just stick to it, stick to it. They're panicking. And you could see it coming like a tidal wave. It was like, they're panicking. They're getting out of their element. And, and I mean, I'm with you. If, if the Ravens want to run the ball, they're going to run the ball. It's just, is Greg Roman going to stick with that game plan or is he going to completely take out? I mean, the only person that can stop the Ravens running attack is Greg Roman. If he's the only person that can completely take JK Dobbins out of a game, He's the only person that could take Gus Edwards out of a game. And, and we saw that in January. Um, Man, it'll, was, and again, <laughs> it, it, you just have to hope that, that they stay the path. I was going to like, I was already thinking about what I'm going to do this week content wise on both the blog and this podcast. And you basically just did it for me right there. Like that. I was going to do like a whole ass blog about Greg Roman and just 
just if we play the Titans again or anybody where we fall into the situation we did last year, just like, just got to stay true to who you are. Mm-hmm. We can score quickly if we want to on the ground, like yards gained or yards gained. I know like, like when you're down and it's not inside two, three, four minutes, like you're really not fighting the clock that much. As long as you're moving the football, the bottom line is gaining yards and getting to the end zone and putting the points on the board does not have to be done through the air. And that's one of those like football narrative things that drive me nuts that, Oh, you have to throw your way back into this game or whatever. Like it's not, there's some, there's truths to that, but that's not the, the entire truth at all. And especially with how the Ravens have been running the ball the last, what, five or six weeks now. Like I think coming into this game, weren't they over two thirty in every game for like the last four or five, something like that. I mean, they're just having theirs. I mean, if you can, again, if you can, running the ball is going to work in the playoffs. Like we've, we've seen it before in the past. And, and <clears throat> again, the, the, the Ravens seem to be peaking at the right time, the run game. And it's weird that it seems like the run game improved after Ronnie Stanley went out. So. Yeah, no, I think a big part of it is the shuffling they had to do uh, brought Ben Powers into the lineup. And I think Ben Powers has been fantastic inside at guard. So that, that, that plays a big part of it. Um, they've just, they just have an offensive line and they draft guys that are built to do exactly what they're doing right now. And um, you know, that's not obviously not a knock on Ryan Stanley whatsoever, but um, I think maybe that just um, heightened the need to, to run the way that they are. And I also think that they're mixing up the schemes a little bit more. Um, I think a lot of people think that running the football is, is a very blanket, like type of operation and there's all kinds of uh, run blocking schemes that Greg Roman is, you know, top two or three minds in the game right there with the Shanahan's at running the football um, mm-hmm. and Gary Kubiak. And, and they, he, he's been mixing it up. You know, there was a call for him and rightfully so at some point that like, Hey, you've got to adjust because people are adjusting to what Lamar does. And, you know, I, I hate that, that that's a narrative that I think is overblown, but there is some truth to it. There has to be some adjustments. And I think that Greg Roman has done a really great job at that the last few weeks. And it's time for him um, to, to kind of prove that on the big stage. Yeah, I think that the one thing um, that this game is going to come down to, and it, it feels like we're, we're, we can almost make this the game. I, I just don't see how the Titans would ever blow this game, but I guess you never know. Yeah. Um, the Colts are kicking seven, an extra this, point. So it's, but this Texans team is, oh, is just absolutely has absolutely mailed it in for the season. Um, this could be a very interesting like who scores first game. I know that really simplifies a lot, but who can get out yeah. ahead and kind of because both teams are really want to play at the same pace for the most part, right? They both want to control the, the length of they the they want the upper hand and they want to play with the lead so they can play off their best attribute, which is the run game for both teams. It's the strongest. We, we did that with the Browns and I thought that one of the best responses we've had all season was the Browns went right down the field and got that lead. And, and we did not panic and we just did our thing, went down the field, answered it seven, seven ball game, reset the game. And then we got our stop and went from there. And we yeah. were in control of that game. We were in complete control of that game. Don't you, don't, I don't want anybody to ever think that we lucked into that Ravens game, that Ravens win in Cleveland because we, that game was ours until, you know, what happened. So, yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that the, the thing that, and what so much of what last year's playoff game came down to was turnovers and the, and, and the Titans being able to stop the Ravens on fourth down, being able to come up with some turnovers, the Ravens 
are going to have to turn the Titans over at a certain point in some of these games. So um, that will obviously be a big part of it. This game will now be in Tennessee. Maybe the Ravens can just go in there and return the favor. Are, are the Titans allowing fans in their games, Eric? I oh. know they have. Like, they've had fans at all season. I almost have that? almost okay. all their games. Like, every every home game I, I can I remember. Attention to that. Clay Travis yeah. has given out tickets every game, I think. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, he's, he's, sure he's been is. muted for – yeah, he, he, he's uh, been muted for a while. Uh, you got to have your hate follows out there. Yeah, he's, he's, about the hate follow. It's a tragic is, situation. Like, like Taylor, going back to what you were saying, is this a game where probably like isn't isn't Harbaugh notorious for winning the coin flip, putting the defense on the field? You think they would go? Would they go fresh with the uh, the offense again to get that score? You don't think so? They'd stay. stay I don't think so. I I don't think so either. I, I think they'll stay the way. I think he is. sticks. If that was something that that was part of the equation with the way this team's identity he would have done it by now so i do think that the ravens are in a better spot defensively than they were yeah you 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 said there's not a lot to touch on defensively but i've kind of gathered a couple things in my head here i think anthony averett has played really well in the last few weeks he's been should have had a pick six and, today yeah he almost had that that would have yeah. been a huge play and i mean it would have been a meaningless game but i also um somebody given a narrative and a storyline that happened so long ago that it just feels like ancient history. But um, I think the safeties, Deshaun Elliott and then Chuck Clark getting a pick today. That's one of those picks. That's kind of like getting, you know, a fullback getting a goal line carry late in a blowout game. You like to see your guys who are working hard, doing the gritty work and aren't necessarily, you know, getting the glamor and all that stuff. You like to see your guys like Chuck Clark uh, getting a pick there uh, as first of the season in the last you know, last quarter of the season. So um, that's a cool thing to see for sure. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's played well. I think the Ravens have, have sort of set more of a tone defensively um, with their pursuit and their hitting just over the last four or five games. I think they've played more physical. I think Clark's a big part of that in the middle of the secondary. Um, I continue to be, I mean, we say this pretty much every week. I just continue to be impressed watching Patrick queen in general. Um, just he's just he's gonna be really good for a long time. I'm just um, watching Aaron Rodgers do what he does mm-hmm. to the Bears. That was touchdown. Yeah. Just right yeah, over this, the top. This is gonna be a fun game. I I, I hope Trubisky just continues to can, can, can kind of duel him a little bit. Not that sounds crazy to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Ravens will have um should have Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell in the middle. Um, Yannick Ngakwe and Jimmy Smith are out today. Harbaugh said in the post game he hopes they're back next week. Marcus Peters got a pick. Good to see him kind of get that confidence you were yep. talking about. That was such a bad throw, too. Uh, just an atrocity of a throw. That was one of those, like, that was Andy Peters was drooling, like, just looking at that. Like, um, watching that watching that develop, he was probably like, you're not going to – there's no way he throws this. And then it was just – he couldn't have tossed, like, a, a, a floater up there any, any better. Uh, and honestly, the Ravens will obviously hope to have Sam Cook back. Um, next for week. sure because you you want you want all that. Did we not punt today? Did we punt? Did we punt late? Probably. Uh, the punted. Ravens punted twice. Johnny Townsend two punts, fifty yard average. Good job by John. Thank you, John. Oh boy, appreciate you. It was the last two drives of the game. Johnny so. Townsend, if you guys can pick where he went to college, um, I'll give you a dollar. A dollar. Wow. Um, Nope. Uh, Maine. Florida. 
<laughs> went to Florida. I was a fifth round pick. And, and I got to get on run coastal. Uh, yeah, shout out to Florida. Yeah, a lot of punter talk the last. Got absolutely, last got absolutely special teams here. Got absolutely rolled in their bowl game. Thanks for coming, Florida. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Kyle Trasset, he didn't know if he was going to the NFL, and then c- declared the next day. He was like, "Yeah, I, I have to go." I guess he talked to his family the next morning. Thank well, how about with the, what's it called? Their head coach being like, "Yeah, the uh, the 2020 Gators played their last game 11 days yeah. ago." Yeah, what Dan, a- Dan Mullen, <laughs> I, vampire guy, football, yeah, football, <laughs> just, a, just a hardo football guy. He doesn't celebrate holidays. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Ravens Ravens defense playing well. Ravens offense playing well. We'll break down the Titans game. I'm just going to say at this point, the Titans game, but it could theoretically be the Colts game. So we will break those, either of those down. Um, and Banks, you said it before we jumped on tough to be on the outside looking in of the AFC North. And the I, know, I want a piece again. of either of those that guys, especially so Pittsburgh. But uh, uh, those teams are look, those teams look at those teams are locked in. So the other um, that is the other game. And then if Indy or the Titans lose, I guess the, the Dolphins make it and then, but those teams are Indianapolis is not losing. They've won. Yeah. And uh, the Titans uh, are down four. for what it's worth. Four. Another like little takeaway from how today played out. The Ravens are the five seed gives them. A, we, we can't see the, uh, the chiefs until the uh, wait. No, that might not be true. I think I'm completely making that up. Yeah. I just made that up. Never mind. It, it just, it's going to yeah, be a better we- seed. It, it, it makes it less possible to see the Chiefs. Correct, because if there's an upset at yeah. the below you, you don't have to see them until the yes. But right, right, if right, right. seeds hold. So essentially, if you don't want to see the Chiefs, um, who would you be rooting for at this point? I don't know. I, don't, I can't even do the bracket in my head. That was just, I, I asked a question that I should, I needed to know the answer to in my head before I asked, <laughs> and I just had absolutely no idea. Uh, we'll wait. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. It's um, also this, possible mathematically that they could host a divisional round game. That is also possible. That is also possible well, in front of zero people at MT uh, Bank Stadium. I'll sit on my roof and try to cheer from there. Um, but yeah, uh, a, a clinical win for the Ravens. Um, and uh, they head to the playoffs. Ninth time in John Harbaugh's 13 years. Always a very impressive stat. Lamar Jackson is the fastest quarterback to ever win 30 games in the National Football League. That is also very, very impressive. Uh, two guys that are not bad to have at the top of your franchise if you are a Baltimore Ravens fan. Uh, also not a bad thing to do if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan. Uh, contribute to the Be There for Be More campaign. We continue to get receipts coming in. Uh, we continue to get great prizes, including some from our friend in front of the show, uh, Morgan Cox, who brought you some nice footballs, Banks. I don't know if you have any details you would like to share. You tweeted out a picture, which is great. I did. Uh, he, I gave him a couple footballs, three footballs, um, two, three weeks ago, and he took them into the facility and had some guys sign them. There's one that is strictly the Wolfpack. Um, the other one, the other two are, I believe, signed by the same group of players. There's some good players, you know, Clyus Campbell. Obviously, the Wolfpack are all, all on there, too. Uh, I don't know. I know Anthony Levine, um, Patrick Ricard. Yeah, there's some names on there. So, um, cool prizes. They keep coming in, and we keep giving them out. So, keep those receipts coming. Yeah, absolutely. That Thanks to uh, for Morgan for, for doing that for us. He's been awesome uh, and uh, in supporting the show. Uh, thanks to Jimmy Seafood once again for, for their continued support of the Exit 52 podcast. Uh, and keep supporting those local restaurants. Obviously, COVID situation continues to stay where it is. 
doesn't look like a lot of these restaurants are, especially in the city are going to be open um, soon. And obviously the ones outside are hurting too. So anywhere you want to do that, send us those receipts. And uh, the, I think at this point we can call RDT's house Santa's workshop, not only because he has <laughs> 55,000 gifts at his house, but because he's the best uh, kitchen toy set builder, this side of the Mississippi. So really you're doing a lot of service right now. So I think that the, the listeners deserve to know what you're doing. I am. I'm all for doing that. I mean, you guys keep sending in receipts. I may do or do a tour of all the, the different <laughs> stuff that I've built. We have a, a half like playhouse too. So you guys haven't even seen that in a video uh, yet. So maybe, that, maybe that's the next one. No. What'd you say? I said, are those are those play sets up for grabs? <laughs> yeah, if you want them, please take come take them out of my house. Please. <laughs> that would be amazing. So I don't. It's I, so I, funny. You, four, the same four songs over and over. I, I obviously have not experienced this, but I, I feel like when you have a young kid, you get them a gift. They like it for about two and a half weeks, and they've moved on. Yeah. To the next thing. The house it, sticks it, around though. It's you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The house, the house is is that's pretty concrete. It, she she plays with her every day, but you would be. It, it's the best being able to get a gift like for Christmas last year, we got gifts and we just kept them in the closet, rewrapped them this year and gave them out to her this, this year. So, <laughs> that's a little uh, parenting note for uh, anyone with young ones out there. Do there it you go. I, they're not going to remember it. As we've started, as we've started to do this podcast, I'm just going to make a note on my phone with all of RDT's parenting tips that I'm going to take out whenever that comes to me. I'm just going to like, have this whole list of, of different, uh, different cheat codes for that maybe yeah maybe i throw in like a parenting tip every uh every at the end of every podcast for uh, yeah it could be birth control or it could be a tip for someone with a kid you know bill simmons (laughs) podcast they do like the parent corner but it's more like a story time situation yours are more applicable pieces of advice which i like yeah Yeah. absolutely Um, uh yeah and let's let's try to wrap this thing up though i can tell eric (laughs) is very fixated on this game and uh, i'm just i'm watching he's gonna win for a while so let him have it well, I was going to let him have it by you know? saying you can follow uh, the boys at Barstool Banks. You can follow Eric and all of his uh, Titans take over the next uh, two hours or so at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. You can follow me at Taylor Smith 10. You can follow the podcast at Exit 52 Podcast. And you can continue to send in those receipts for the Be There for Be More Than Camp. Be there for Be More campaign. I tried to say that too fast. If you want to win fabulous prizes, we will see you th- this week to preview the Ravens playoff game pumped that the Ravens are back in the playoffs. And we get to continue to do game previews and the instant analysis next week after whenever the Ravens play in the playoffs. We don't have that scheduled yet. Thank you for all your support. And we will see you next time on the exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy seafood.